Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. Bill Spadia is compensated for commercial and nonprofit appearances. 609 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls, 1-800-283-101.5. And it was a balmy 36 this morning when I got in the car. Really? That warm? Yeah. I'm actually surprised. That's my, was it cooler? Um, uh, hang on, hang on. We got to pull up the latest temperature. Yeah, now the car was in the garage, so maybe that was it. Oh, it was just warmer. okay. Maybe that's why it's like 15 degrees warmer than it is outside. Is it? Yeah, it's like 23 in Princeton right Isn't now. Isn't that funny? I walked out of the house, I'm like, oh, it feels better than yesterday. And then I got in the car, I'm like, oh, 36. I'm like... It's hot. Yeah, temperatures really tanked overnight. It's it's colder than I expected this morning. Uh, clear sky, yeah. light winds, dry air, that perfect combination that leads to a crisp morning. So funny. I'm so used to parking outside that I didn't pay attention. I pulled it in the garage because Jody's not there, so I have an extra spot. Ah, Because okay. they're, they're already in Vermont. Already in wedding mode. Yeah, okay. yeah. Wedding coming up a couple few days. That's it. And, now, they expect, and you're driving up all by yourself? Uh, uh, no, my son Michael flew in yesterday. Oh, good. So okay. he and I are driving up today after the show. Because otherwise I could envision you getting lost in the wilderness somewhere and then that becomes like a lifetime movie. You know, uh, you know where, what? Where is Spadia? The scripts write themselves, yeah. Dan. They do. So... Weather-wise, <laughs> it should be a great, uh, I mean, there's no storms coming, right? Correct. Are we good? Yeah, uh, well, th- there could be some raindrops around, especially up uh, up in your uh, neck of the woods yeah. there. Um, so we'll be, we're in southern Vermont. Okay. So Manchester. Yeah, there's a storm system passing north of us. Uh, I'll okay. take a look at models and give Thank you a more you. detailed look. Thanks. But um, there's going to be some real light, brief showers yeah. around as we go through the upcoming weekend, um, especially Saturday into Sunday. Here, nothing big. I, I yeah. haven't even put the little rain icons on my really? five-day forecast. That's how little nothing. it's going to rain. Well, yesterday was a perfect day. It I was mean, nice, right? I like the cold, so I had no issue with that. Especially it was, when it's sunny. It's fantastic. It was great yesterday. Yes. I loved it. What was the high yesterday? 40? Uh, 43, 44, something yeah, like that. I, so same thing today? Similar day? Very similar day okay. today. And then we'll see some clouds build in. It is going to get a little unsettled looking yeah. this weekend. But look, temperatures are going to be in the 50s, maybe even 60 degrees this weekend. With that wow. smattering of raindrops, I, I'd say that's uh, that gets even nicer. It feels like spring if it's 60. A little bit, a little taste of yeah. March coming uh, up. I'm driving back Sunday. Okay. Good time to get back. Should be a good... Yeah, before the snow comes next week. That's good. Ah, all right. So we'll <laughs> talk about that. Uh, so what, do I have to talk about it now, or are we going to be have time to talk about it Monday, If it's or will it be coming potentially? Yeah, it's a Monday-Tuesday Monday, thing. Okay. So, so by the time you come back, we're, we're going to be into it. Um, at this Real point, snow? It's, still, it's still a little early. It, yeah. you know, it's, this one's going to be all about timing um, to determine whether the impacts are going to affect like Monday evening's commute or Tuesday right, morning's right. commute. That's always what we're watching. I think a few inches of snow accumulation is reasonable, Good. especially in northern New Jersey. Is it a monster storm, blizzard conditions? Absolutely not. But it okay. could be enough to, uh, to make for a headache early next week. Got it. Thank you, Dan. Yep. I don't know, Eric. I'm ready for some snow. I was thinking about that this morning. I walked out this morning. No snow on the ground. Um, my uh, car temperature deceived me a little. I thought it was warmer than it was. But it felt so nice yesterday, honestly, that I don't... I, this does not feel like February to me. No, and I'm ready. My my batteries are all charged for the snowblower. Yeah. Well, I look, I when I brought the recycling cans in yesterday... 
Um, I walked past the snowblower and I was like, huh, I wonder if I'm going to have to crank this thing up again. Um, I hope so. I mean, I would like one, just one nice snowstorm. Yes. And now I'm at the ready. I had a great conversation with our buddy Mick. Uh, Longford Landscaping. Yep. They're they're at the ready if it's a significant snow to uh, clear the drive. Um, they're a great company. He runs a great company. How he does a, been yeah, doing? He does a really nice job, and he's a really great guy. Yeah, he's uh, a good guy. And you know, he's and it's interesting because you'll appreciate this too. It's his son Jack is about the same age as, as our our kids. Yeah, um, is learning the business and is. Fully prepared to take over mm-hmm. for Mick one day. <laughs> but it's, I'll bet. So it's a great, it's a great family business. It yeah, is a great family business. You know, it's interesting because you and I are not in a business where it's uh, necessarily uh, you have the ability to hand it down. Correct. Right yeah. between media and politics, for me, there's no right. real. Uh, it's you know, and and uh, and it's funny because the kids are off doing their own thing, which I love, and and yours too. Yeah, completely I w- unrelated. I would not have wanted either one of my kids to be <laughs> to um, get into this? involved in this industry. It look, it's been very good to me, but it's a lot different than you know when I got when I got into it. Um, you know, I I have a longshoreman in Florida and a second year law student. Um, yeah, and you know they couldn't be more different, but also on on good paths. So you know, I'm happy for that, and you know, it's a it's great to see them off following their own dreams. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, you know it, it brings up an interesting thought. You know, if you're in a, I, I would love to know if you're in a business, did you pick? Because we see this with police officers often. Every time I speak at a graduation, you ask, you know, how many of you had parents who were on the force, and two thirds of the hands go up. You'd be Almost surprised everywhere. how many industries are like that. I've found yeah. that in even like the nursing industry. Really, um, you know, where when when we celebrate Nurses uh, Week every year. All of the nurses that I talk to and interview have some family connection to the profession. That's it was interesting. a mom, an aunt, a you know somebody in there, and it much like police and fire, um, accounting. You'd be surprised how many accountants have sons that and daughters is that interesting. follow them into account. Yeah, it's a, there are a lot of those generational careers. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's I kind of had the fantasy that had my parents not sold our restaurant. That at some point, my brothers and I would have taken it over. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that didn't Well, happen. my dad had a, you know, we had a machine shop. We had yeah. two machine shops in Westmont. I mean, that was that was always the plan. Um, but then, you know, we just went in different directions. So that's, that's my question this morning. Are you in a legacy business? Did you follow your parents into a business venture? Did you follow their career path? Are you doing what your parents were doing? And did you start by swearing you would never? Do that. 1-800-283-101.5. Or is it a small business that you are that next generation getting ready to take over? 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. 616 is the time. Traffic on one of the next. 622 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Seton Hall recent alumni. Listen up. Ignite your career at Seton Hall's exclusive career fairs. Starting in February, continuing through March and April. Connect with leading employers and elevate your impact today. Call 973-761-9355 for more info. That's 973-761-9355. So talking about um, what you might call a legacy um, career. 
I uh, we were talking about it off the air, and uh, just about every industry out there, if your parents are doing it, there is a better chance than not that you'll do it. And it's not just small businesses, but I, I think about the the practice. Eric had brought up accounting. You know, my friends at the CSI Group. I mean, we talk about them all the time. Um, that is a family business, the Greco family. Peter Greco, our, our friend who passed a few years ago and uh, was just a giant in New Jersey as an entrepreneur, started the CSI group. I mean, talk about uh, a, a, an incredible run, uh, and they're getting bigger. They've got the CSI Law Group, CSI CPA Group. I mean, it's really incredible to work with this family. And my, my good friend Jack Tenari, who, is, um, who is, uh, handles our taxes. I mean, this is truly handed down through the generations. And I expect that uh, the grandkids will step up and you're going to have this go on for the next 50 years. Um, same thing with the, the pet center. Dan was just mentioning the pet center. Pet center NJ, which is at the shops at Old Bridge. Uh, another great family business. You've got mom and dad and the kids all working. I, I mean, to me, that is exciting. Now, our family went in a different direction. I mean, I grew up, I was working at 12 years old in my dad's machine shop that was started by my grandfather. And, uh, you know, over the years, the business just sold. Everybody kind of went their separate ways. You know, one my one brother became a pilot. My other brother became a lawyer. And um, I went off in this wacky direction of politics, media, and sales. So th there was no going back. But... I love to see a business that you start from the ground up and you're able to turn that over to your kids. I, to me, that like that's America, right? That to me speaks more about this great country than anything where, where you could start a successful business or change careers and go out on your own and then have something to hand down to your kids. I have no expectation that either of uh, either my daughter Elizabeth or son Michael will necessarily be involved in media or let alone politics, but uh, but you never know. Look, you never know. Um, you know, Michael's now in a funny way, and I didn't think of this actually until I'm talking about it here out loud with you. That I spent a long career in real estate. Still, I'm still a broker. I'm the broker of record uh, for uh, Jim Weikert in um, in Washington State and in Massachusetts. So I never stopped being involved in real estate, and it's great to work with my good friend Rob Dukansky and Remax First Advantage and the incredible service that they offer. Um, but now my son's licensed in New Jersey and in California. So it's not a family business necessarily, but he caught the sales bug a little bit. Um, so he also uh, does work with uh, my good friend Rob Gill at Epic Financial uh, with his uh, life and health license, and he's still in school. So that's a good thing. You know, Elizabeth is a, a um, marketer. She's got a small boutique company. They deal with uh, Rocco Forte Hotels and Ron Zacapa. I think it's a, Zacapa Rum. Uh, anyway, it's delicious. And there's no family discount. But the idea is that that is there something you've handed off to your kids? Are they following in your footsteps? Uh, does a family business work? Because I've heard as many stories as, wow, it goes the other way. The brothers can't get along, parents can't get along with the kids, and the, the business ends up going south. What's been your experience in a family business? Debbie, I'll get to you first on the other side of the news with Eric Scott. Now
on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio. We're talking about New Jersey small business and the idea that that so many families have a small business that they want to hand down. Not always easy. Kids don't always cooperate. But my question to you is, are you in a small business where either A, you've got the family working together in a great way, or did it go the other way where, uh, let's say, parents and kids didn't necessarily get along or siblings and uh, the business went south? What's your story? Let's start with Debbie in Hamilton. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm good, Debbie. So what do you think? It's, it could go either way, right, with a small business. Yeah, it, it, it totally can. My husband um, and his brother um, worked for their uncle in a small deli yeah. at the age of 10. Wow. And um, their uncle finally turned it over to them, and they turned it into a pretty um, good established business, family catering and yeah. um, deli, and they're um, up to their 39th year. That's fantastic. Um, it's great. The brothers get along great. The family gets along great. However, my husband said when our children were born that there was no way that he wanted them to do what he's doing. It's a very, very rig- rigorous. You, you probably know deli catering. It's it's just lots of hours. Well, I mean, you got to be in so early in the morning. I, I, I think of that when I'm driving in and when I'm up at three 30, I'm like, there are a lot of people in these small businesses where they got to go get the, uh, I know that the, uh, a lot of the produce shops are open three, four o'clock in the morning. You got to get out there early. It's, it's not easy. And someone's got to physically do it. It's, it's very, it's very hard. You, you yeah. miss a lot of holidays. You miss your, your sporting events for your children. So my husband, when my son, you know, obviously he would have loved my son and my, my brother-in-law would have loved their children to take it over too, but we just made the decision. So unfortunately, you know, when they're ready to retire, it's going to, it's not going to continue, um, you know, as the family legacy and business. Can I ask you, Debbie, your, yeah. your husband and, uh, and brother-in-law decided that at your level as the adults and the parents, uh, how are the kids old enough to make those decisions now? If they, well, yeah, they're all they're all graduated from college and have great, you know, great uh, careers. So, so yeah, they were I, happy with that decision. They were very happy. Okay. You know what? <laughs> the thing is, I, I have to say that they all chime in and they all work. You know, during like Super Bowl, you know, when we're busy with hoagies, and during Christmas when we have all our catering. So they all come and help all the time. But I think that they were relieved that they didn't have to do what their dads were doing. That's amazing. I, I love that. It, so I plug the business. Let's give you some business. Sure. Super Bowl's coming up. Shirello's what business is family, it? Yeah, Sorella's um, Family Deli and Catering. It's in uh, Hamilton, New Jersey. Wait, Sorella? How do I spell the last name? Sorella's. It's C-H-I-A-R-E-L-L-O. Sorella's? Bill, if you... Family De- Catering and Deli. I love it. I love it. Bill, if you like potato salad, you'll have to go there and try it. It's the best in the town. I would, I would love to do a meet and greet there. We're doing, you know, we're we're doing, we're trying to add uh, a small business on every day because I'm I'm doing our meetings now. We're meeting with elected officials. We're meeting with uh, folks just to um, spread the word with our common sense organizations because they've gotten so big now. We can um, we can help across the state in every county. So mm-hmm. we're trying to add small businesses on every day. I don't want to waste a minute. 
And we're doing three, four, five events a day. So I will add you guys to the list. I would love to stop by and uh, and then highlight it on our website. And, and just, you know, look, it, you know this, Debbie. It, it is truly all about promoting small business. We, we don't have an economy in the state if we can't support our uh, hundreds of thousands of small businesses, whether they're food service or something else. That's where we need our policymakers to focus. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Debbie. We'll be in touch. Bill. All right. talking to you. Yeah, you too. Nice talking to you. So if you've got a small business, uh, Chirello's Family Catering and Deli in Hamilton, Mercer County. You know, I um, it's an interesting story, isn't it? That, that the dad and brother-in-law decided we're not going to hand this off to the kids. Now, the truth is, if it's a really successful business, uh, it, will, it will sell. Someone is going to want to come in and buy that. And that is the kind of thing where it's an incredible opportunity. And it's funny that Debbie called because uh, on the other side, I'll tell you a quick story about uh, someone who did just that, bought a business that they were frequenting regularly. And I'll tell you the quick story of this uh, entrepreneur in Atlantic County on the other side of traffic and weather, which is coming up next, 643. Hello. Six fifty-two on New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. One 1015 Jill, so you know Shirellas oh, in Hamilton. Shirellas. Yeah. Did I you am... hear Debbie's call? I don't know if you heard. Yeah. It's Debbie's husband and and her brother-in-law, uh, but they're not family. handing the business down to the kids. Get out of here! And my kids yeah. went to school with their kids. Great kids. Uh, wow. That Hamilton is me. a small community, isn't it? It is. It, it really is. is. I think it's called, our motto uh, is America's favorite hometown. Really? Something like that is on the trucks, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and um, that is the thing I get stuck with, though, every holiday. Yeah. I, I always have to go to Italian People's Bakery. To get the bread, of for course. For the rolls, and the right. line is usually about 80 people yeah. long. And then Shirello's is You do my, this, what, Thanksgiving morning? It, well, Shirello's is Easter. They always stick me, my family sticks me with that job. <laughs> what do you get at Shirello's on Easter? Oh, uh, their macaroni salad, their... Coleslaws, like she all said. The, Debbie said, "I need to try the potato salad." Ah, the potato salad. Really? Yeah. Really no, good? nobody in my family wants to make that. So you, you know. just went all South Jersey on me. You just said potato. Did I really? That's how. Yeah. My that that's the, the that's a South Jersey affectation. Yeah. You know what I said the potato. other day? I said I the other it. day I was I caught myself. <laughs> I guess because I was tired. Yeah. I said tonight. Oh yeah. There's a weird like oi sound that comes in. Yeah, and right? instead of saying tonight, I said T I N. I said tonight. 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 Yeah, that's a little. Tonight. That's like deep South Jersey. Yeah, like you're getting into You're getting into like Cumberland County with that accent. <laughs> I, you know, know. You're, you're in I the know. sticks. You're, I know. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's it. All right. We're talking about New Jersey small business. You know, I, I, I told you I would share this story. Um, how many of you, you work in the same job for years, sometimes decades, and all you're thinking about from the desk or the cubicle is what else could I be doing? And I know it's hard to think about it, though. It's hard to let alone do it. How do you how do you get out of the corporate grip, the steady paycheck, the health care, 401k? I get it. But one New Jersey native who I met yesterday did just that a few short years ago. Her name is Layla, and she is the new owner of Barista's Coffee House in Linwood. So I, I love the story. I went I, I talked to this. I, I ended up there by accident. 
a few months ago when I was having a cup of coffee with my friend Don Guardian, who former mayor of Atlantic City, uh, is in the assembly. Really, really smart, sharp, good, good guy. And uh, we needed a place to meet and and talk through some policy issues. So we picked uh, baristas in Linwood. So anyway, I, I'm t- I, I went there yesterday to uh, grab a cappuccino and, and um, I got the story. I mean, Layla spent 22 years in the corporate grind working in the banking industry and then decided to embrace her entrepreneurial spirit and bought the place where she was stopping in before work. Isn't that great? And the reason that the owners were looking to retire, there was no one to hand it down to. So it was it was a perfect connection. And I will tell you, if you are in the Linwood area in Atlantic County, you absolutely need to stop by Barista's Coffee House. It is a fantastic place. I'll, I'll have some pictures up at nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia shortly. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like one of those great small businesses. And I will tell you, how, many, how often have I said this, that when it comes to businesses. You know you're in a well-run business when the employees are smiling. And that's what you're going to get. You're going to get great food. They've got a they they do all of their food from scratch there. So it's not like a, a chain store where they're getting the white box food off the back of the truck. No. They're making it there to order. They do breakfast and lunch and honestly the coffee is fantastic. They've got these two machines that they got from Italy. I don't remember the brand name, but uh, but just beautiful machines that require the baristas to do it by hand so it's not automated, which makes the coffee even better. So anyway, you, you uh, if you're a coffee drinker, which I am, this is one of the great spots in New Jersey. But it got me thinking, uh, when, you, when you talk about uh, policy... We absolutely need to reduce the tax and regulatory burden on companies like that. And we need politicians in Trenton who value small business. You know, programs like the NJ Bait program, which is a pass-through for small business. And it offers small business owners a huge opportunity to take deductions that they wouldn't normally be able to take as a business owner. Uh, it's available in New Jersey. Many, many small businesses take advantage of it. The problem is we haven't had a rate cut. So you need, we need to inspire small business by cutting rates and improving the business climate. All of that will lead to increased revenue. So for all the big spenders in Trenton, the best way for you to add to the state coffers is to create more businesses, hire more employees, and have these businesses expand and get more profitable. That's what you want. It all works together. Anyway, I want to congratulate Layla and uh, Barista's Coffee House in Linwood, one of New Jersey's great small businesses. Okay, I want to hear from you. Are you in a small business? If you've got a small business that you've been running for years and you've got no one to hand it down to, what's that like? Or are you on the other side of that where you got into business with the family and you're in a second, third, fourth generation running that business? 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 658 is the time. Eric Scott, back with your news in a couple minutes. Seven ten on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. With you till 10 o'clock this morning. So, Eric, my uh, my son, Michael, flew in yesterday for... Uh, so, I was in 
Atlantic County uh, with a series of meetings, and then he and I met at home around 5 o'clock. Of course, his flight lands. Now, surprisingly, United Flight landed five minutes early at mm. Newark. We don't know how that happened. Uh, but, of course, they lost his luggage. Ugh. I mean, you can't make this up. Now, the aggravating thing is that it we think it started in San Diego because he was getting as he was checking the bag because you know it's it's his sister's wedding. There, there, you he needed to check a bag. He's got a suit. He's got you know there are yep. there yep. right. So, so the power went down at the airport. So the conveyor belts weren't working, oh. and they put the bag on the wrong plane. Oh, no. I mean, what is the purpose of the little ticket that they print out that show where it's going? How difficult could it be to put the bag on the right plane? Well, the bank handlers aren't checking that. That's supposed to all be computerized. Everything gets loaded that's onto the, a cart. That's the problem. The no one's checking it. wheels up to the plane, and they go, all right, throw it all on. Yeah, it's the system. Yeah. It's not the individuals. Yeah. But I, I have been defending Newark Airport. I realize that that's not necessarily their fault. But I've been defending it for years, and I'm kind of tired of defending Newark. You know, Jody's been telling me for years that we ought to be flying out of out of Philly. And yeah. you just said you've made a big change. Yeah, we made a change. We always flew out of Newark. We always flew out of Newark, and 99% of the time it was on United. And we switched to Philly a couple of years ago, um, typically now on American Airlines. And, I mean, I just, it's cheaper to park. It's easier to navigate. The airport is smaller. If you have TSA pre or, you know, global entry, you're in and out of the security lines. Um, you know, the Admiral's Lounge that American has at, in Philly now is spectacular. Um, you know, to go in and have something to eat before your flight. And you know, it's... <laughs> the la- I was telling you, the lounge at um, in Newark. Because I, I was traveling almost two weeks out of the month before I got into media. So, you know, it was it was... I was flying a lot, and the there's the Amex Lounge in Newark is so disgusting that you would rather pay fifteen bucks for a drink <laughs> than sit there because they they I, I'll never forget I went in and I ordered a gin and tonic. They they were out of ice. They had no ice, <laughs> so I got a warm tonic. It, it was disgusting, and I'm like, "What? You just don't serve it. Just don't serve it." How are like, you out of ice? There's ice. How do you run out of ice everywhere? How do you run out of ice at the airport? I, so I, I just, I don't know. And and now with new Terminal A, and they, you know, the governor acts like, "Oh, this is a great thing." The terminal itself, yes, is very nice. Yes, absolutely, perfect. Yep. Getting to it, yeah. Fighting the traffic, yep. the fact that they did nothing to widen the roads that you literally have yep. Uber and cell phone waiting folks. All up, up, almost to the tolls now. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's it, outrageous. It's, it's really bad. It's bad. It's gotten worse, and you know, I mean, it just is. And the delays, the delays, and the security I, lines. I mean, it's awful. I hate it. I, I'm so sick of it. I'm waiting now because you know you can skip a lot of that if you have either pre-check or global entry. Yeah, I have the global entry, um, which is great. You know, coming back, global entry is amazing. Oh, um, picture your face and you yeah, walk and out. you're done, right? Um, which is, uh, that saves so much time. But if you, they're going to they're gonna start increasing what the cost of that is. I'm almost certain. You know, or they're going to do what a lot of these airports are doing around the world, particularly in the, in the Caribbean, is they'll offer you a VIP arrival. So like when we go to the DR, mm-hmm. they do the VIP arrival. You show up. Um, it's an old school airport where you actually, you, there's no jetway. 
they wheel the stairs up to the plane <laughs> on the tarmac. I love that. And you I come love down that. Off the, off the plane. There's a golf cart waiting there with yeah. somebody, you know, to drive you to a lounge. They go and get your luggage. They bring How much the luggage to you. Is it cheaper than first class? It's got to be. It's a hundred, hundred and twenty-five dollars. No I think, kidding. A person. Um, no kidding. And it's worth every penny of it. And a lot of these tourist destinations are offering that now, so you pass the long custom lines, and then they'll bring your luggage to you, and then take you to where, wherever your transportation is. Wow. And, you know, it's, I don't think it's only a matter of time before a lot of these other airports are going to start offering that because it, they know how difficult it is for people to navigate. Now, it's a shame that you'd have to pay for it. It's ridiculous. But, you know, right. I, don't, I don't know. If you're flying international, you do have to be at the airport two to three hours ahead oh, of time. Oh, now you, you never do. know if... E if even it, domestic, even domestic, even domestic now. is at least two at least hours. Two hours. It's, it's become yeah. a mess. So I, we spent an awful lot of money on that Terminal A. I think Newark is an absolute mess. As I said, uh, my daughter's wedding coming up on Friday. Uh, just curious, anybody else have a uh, a wedding coming up over this next weekend? A winter wedding can be, um, you never know, right? You could get bad weather. Who knows? It looks like we're going to have perfect weather. And I'm happy to report all the Brits have landed. And um, no one lost their luggage except my son flying from San Diego. Luggage gone. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 716 is the time. Traffic and weather next. 724 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. So we were talking about the airports. My son flew into Newark yesterday. I'm not going to blame Newark Airport for the loss of luggage. Uh, this is a United problem. And it's just, it's exhausting. It really is. And because it's, you know, there's always one thing. I remember pre-9-11, we were flying out of Allentown. The Allentown Bethlehem Airport. What an awesome experience that was. Even Atlantic City's better. It's one of the things I've talked with my friend Don Guardian about how we expand the service in the South Jersey airports. I mean, Atlantic City could be expanded. We need a train that goes from Atlantic City Airport to the boardwalk. There's a lot we can do. I'd like to expand the Trenton Airport. There's so many opportunities out there. What's your experience been like? Bill in Central Jersey. What's going on, Bill? Hey, yeah, how you doing? I just wanted to mention that, you know, I kind of respectfully disagree. Uh, you know, I, uh, when I use Newark Airport, I'm at a Terminal C, United, and uh, I use that clear program. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've got it. It takes you to the front of the line. Yeah. Do you, do you find that is as effective as um, your TSA pre-check? Because I have found that they don't always have the line open. You end up waiting. It's, it's random. Depends on what personnel they have. Yeah, I think it's more effective than the pre-check, and it takes you right to the front of the line. It seems like a lot more people are doing the pre-check now, so those lines are starting to get yeah. a little longer. But the uh, the the um, the what do you pay for clear bill? program. What do you pay for it? I think it's about a hundred. I think it's about one hundred and fifty dollars for the year. And how often are you flying? Uh, once every couple months. It's okay. not that often. Yeah, you know. The issue is that that clear program isn't in a lot of the airports. I don't know if it's in Philly, but it's certainly in Terminal Two. You know, we my my kids have it. We have it. I we all have. I'm getting billed for it, and I've never used it because the I, I'm not traveling as much now as I was. I mean, years ago it was totally different. I was in and out of the airports all the time. Now 
uh, you know, to go overseas. I mean, with, with global entry, it's pretty effective and it, coming home is very easy. But the aggravation, I think, is mounting with the crowds, the parking, the traffic. And I, I've been saying this now since they started on that Terminal A. It's a beautiful terminal. If you've ever flown out of there, it's a great terminal. The challenge is they did nothing on the pathway to the terminal. So you're still in all the chaos. The signage is horrible. Leaving the airport it gets confusing. And it's it's hard to direct people to pick you up there. I, we've opted that it's it's easier to just have the kids Uber home when they fly in. Yeah, that I do agree with. The pickup and, and drop-off is is messy. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I, you know, I, have you flown out of Philly? Uh, yeah, I have. And what do you like better? You, Newark better than Philly? Yeah, Newark with the clear program for me is just a, it's just yeah. a little quicker and easier. All right. Um, we'll, we'll put you in the positive column, Bill. Thanks for calling, man. Safe travels. All right. Other side of the news. Uh, yes, I want to get back to the conversation about uh, weddings coming up. Do you have a wedding coming up? Uh, what's the last wedding you went to? Any uh, input for me? There's a, a side bet going around the station right now, whether or not I will be uh, teary-eyed when I give away the bride, walk her down the aisle. So I'll be taking your bets on that, and we'll see what the odds are like at the end of the show. Uh, but first, on the other side of the news, I'm going to be joined by my good friend, Congressman Chris Smith from New Jersey's 4th District, Central Jersey, uh, the shore. And he's got some uh, words of warning, some things that are coming down the pike that you need to be aware of as a taxpayer and a citizen that involves a pandemic treaty that's being pushed by the World Health Organization. I'll tell you about that. I'll let him tell you about it on the other side of the news. Now, 7.38 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. I'll get back to the wedding and airport conversation in a bit. But first, uh, as I had mentioned, uh, my friend Congressman Chris Smith raised the alarm on mounting concerns about the World Health Organization's so-called pandemic treaty it's all about infringing on u.s sovereignty financial obligations for you the taxpayer and threats to our property rights free speech uh funding that you may not approve of and how it benefits china at our expense joining me now congressman chris smith congressman always good to have you on the show good morning so good to talk to you, Bill. Thanks for having me on. So tell me, you had a press conference about this yesterday. I'm, I'm glad you're speaking out about it. Uh, briefly, explain why Americans need to be concerned about the World Health Organization and this pandemic treaty. Well, the World Health Organization is way off the rails. It is pushing a treaty, a binding treaty on every American, should it become uh, the law of the, of the globe. Um, and it's being very aggressively pushed by Biden. It demand, we're demanding that at the minimum he submitted to the United States Senate. We're afraid he'll do what's called an executive agreement, a, a terrible bypassing of any kind of scrutiny that is needed for it. But the bottom line is that it will violate our sovereignty. It will tell us <clears throat> what we need to do with regards to vaccinations. You know, if WHO tells us we need to vaccinate two-year-olds, uh, that will become a basically a law for the entire world. Uh, taxpayers will be footing the bill uh, to, for much of this, will be assessed 
after the treaty is agreed to, we're told how much we have to pay. There's no transparency on what our financial obligation is wow. taxpayers will be. And then they have an article in there about combating false misleading uh, misinformation and the like, and that is reminiscent of exactly what the Biden administration did in telling anyone who dissented from their NIH or CDC guidance, which was very, very long on so many things, yeah. including masks and everything else, they're going to tell us that you've got to shut these people down, and that's exactly what, yeah. what Biden well, did, and, and we all remember. And Chris, they, they lied to us. I mean, and, and they pushed okay. an agenda. They lied about the, the masks. They lied about the efficacy of the vaccination. They lied about the, the adverse effects. They lied. And, and you know, the minute you challenge it, I mean, I was accused on the air over those years of you're complicit with killing people. You you know, I was painted as the anti-vaxxer when all I was doing was questioning the narrative. You know running all this? A guy named Tedros, who used to be the yeah. health minister from Ethiopia. I know him. I've known him for 30 years. And I've pushed back against him for many years. China, Xi Jinping's Communist Party put him in that position. He was their candidate. He did all the disinformation about COVID uh, right from the start, including its origins. And now they're going to be in charge. Uh, he is in charge of WHO, Director General, and he's going to dictate all of these policies. And people will, will acquiesce to it on the world stage. We need to stop it. The good news was when Trump was president, he defunded the World Health Organization. Yep. He said they have become a malign influence. They're doing terrible things, including on abortion, but they're doing it as well as on these things. And, um, and, and he defunded them. So, you know, Biden, when he got in, not only he, he increased their amount of money uh, that they got or assessed a certain amount, about $115 million, he upped it another $500 million. Yeah. Just gave it to him each year. So, I mean, it's, it's outrageous. So I, I'd like to have a longer conversation with you on this, too. We'll, we'll set up a podcast uh, in the next uh, few weeks because I uh, people need to know about this. And uh, I will be posting about this next week. So we'll direct them to your website, Congressman, so they can get the information they need. Uh, real quick, I also want you to, if you can address um, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. Uh, I don't think, you know, it has such a, a name that you think, oh, that's got to be a good group. Turns out they're complicit with Hamas. And we're paying for it. Absolutely. Yesterday, the Foreign Affairs Committee agreed to two bills that I have introduced. I've had three hearings on Hamas and the blind influence that they have on youth especially. They, today, are training Palestinian children uh, to hate Jews. Anti-Semitism is absolutely right. And these are child soldier factories. You wonder why all these Hamas 13-year-olds are walking around with AK-47s, AK I mean, uh, and, and, and hate Hate Jews to core, uh, to their core. It's because they're taught that from the earliest ages. Yeah. We fund it, you know? Congressman. Is it time to? Is, off that funding too, is it time, Congressman, for Americans to start considering uh, leaving the United Nations? I mean, it, the fact that we're paying for it, the fact that they're complicit in 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 killing innocents. I mean, is it time to consider that, or is it too early? Well, there's, there's only. Many of their agencies we need to withdraw from and stop U.S. government funding and complicity. Again, we're the biggest funders of UNRWA. My bill they passed yesterday in committee 30 to 19, the Democrats led the effort against it, yep. uh, says no more money to UNRWA, UN Relief Works Agency, um, none, zero. Yes, we, we, we have some obligations for sure to Palestinian refugees so-called, uh, right. so they don't starve. And, and, but, but that's a different thing. These children yeah. and, and, and um, to, to 
actors or entities uh, that are free of this gross anti-Semitism. That's why Hamas, where does it get all of its people? Right. They teach them at these early grades. Right. And Through we- the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. Unreal. Real quick, in the 30 seconds I've got left, what's happening with Nigeria? 300 Christians were, were killed on Christmas Eve. As I understand it, more than 50,000 Christians have been murdered in Nigeria over the past 14 years. Um, what's happening and what is the American government doing about it? Uh, there's been a genocide against Christians and many Muslims have been killed who don't go along with radical Islamists. So I had another amendment yesterday pass, uh, that another bill, I should say, that requires or demands that the Biden administration reimpose what we call country of particular concern, which allows us to sanction Nigeria for their government's complicity, acquiescence, and indifference to this terrible slaughter. I've been to the churches in Nigeria that have been bombed out. These are Catholics, Christians, evangelicals, uh, and these people, they've killed thousands, 300, as you said, were killed on Christmas Eve um, uh, through bombings. And what does Biden do? Uh, Blinken goes to Abuja, the capital of of, um, of um, Nigeria. Nigeria. I've been there a number of times. And he says, you're, you're free and clear. No more CPC. No more, you know, religious yeah. freedom is off the table in terms of that. And now, Trump, to his credit, had designated Nigeria as a CPC country and was pushing very hard, especially through his religious freedom office, uh, to, to stop. You know, and then- Congressman, I'm hoping that we get back to the pre-Clinton days when we held these countries accountable for human rights and they didn't get one dollar from Americans either in aid or trade uh, if they violate human rights at this grotesque level. Um, Congressman, always good to talk to you. Uh, I will be in touch about uh, 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 doing a podcast and hopefully we'll do that soon. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Awesome. Bill, thanks for having me on. Anytime. We'll talk soon. Thank you. That is Congressman... Chris Smith, if you want to hear more about this, uh, go to chrissmith.house.gov. And uh, I will be writing about this next week when I get back from my daughter's wedding. 746, Fast Traffic Instant Weather Next Tarot. 753 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spady. All right, let's wrap up this airport conversation. uh, Because on the other side of the news, I want to get to Maria in Ewing, who's got a... Uh, I want she wants to tell me about the uh, this cell phone company scam that she's dealing with. But first, let's go to Jim in Tom's River. Jim, the airport's a mess. You're a professional driver. It's got to impact you more than anybody. Uh, Bill, you know, we, we John and I, my partner and I, we've been uh, driving for over 20 years, and uh, we just know how to get in and out of the airport. But uh, as far as uh, the Terminal A... Wait, Jim, before you say that, uh, did you, was it you who called and reminded me, this was maybe a few weeks ago, that you could get gas and stop at that 7-Eleven and park there for free while you're waiting? Jim, let, let me tell you something. I, I didn't know. It wasn't that would be a good idea. <laughs> it is the most disgusting spot that I've found yet. The bathrooms inside were closed. We had to use the one that was outside. It was so gross and broken. No locks on the door. They, I, I, I cannot believe what people must think when they, when they come into Newark. If you make a stop like that, you're like, this place is disgusting. Anyway, oh. not an option. No, not an option at all. I'd rather go to the, uh, the the cell lot and use theirs. But anyway, to, to get back to uh, the, the airports, uh, 
like I said, John and I, you know, we've been driving for over 20 years and you have to know the ins and outs of the airports. And I believe uh, Newark is really easy to get in and out of. But when they built uh, Terminal A, it, it was a godsend. It's really easy and it's a beautiful terminal. And uh, and you, you were saying earlier that you're going to call your son regarding uh, Uber. You know, you can give us a call if you like. You know, we, we, we are good people and uh, we serve the state of New Jersey. I love it. What is your company, Jim? It's a car for hire. Car for hire. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to get your number and uh, we're going to do two things. One, add you to our Small Business Monday list next week and two uh i'll uh, i'll keep you guys in mind because we're doing a lot of traveling and there's always a need with uh, what we're doing with our common sense organizations to get people picked up and get them where they need to be so i'm going to put you on a brief hold jim hopefully we can uh, work together thank you all right maria i'm going to get you first on the other side of the news next 756 810 on new jersey 101.5 let's jump right back into it as i said uh, maria thank you for staying on hold Maria's got a story about a cell phone scam we probably need to know about. Maria, good morning. Morning. Tell- Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, tell me what happened. Oh, I'm, like, I'm still shaking. All right. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. So last week, okay. I, my cell phone was hacked. I, I have cr- cricket service, and somehow they're able to take control of your phone. They, they called my cell phone carrier, mm. pretending to be me, and they asked to transfer a SIM card, and they do this very easily. They had my PIN number. They were able to do everything over the phone, and I suddenly lost access to my phone last week. I had no cell service at all. So let me understand. What what happened, though? So you're, how did you know it was a scam? How did you know this happened? I originally knew that this happened because somehow my, my uh, Amazon Alexa went off that I had a shipment. And I ned- I hadn't ordered anything, and they told me a package was delivered. And when I tried to call Amazon, I realized that I didn't have any cell service. My cell phone said that my cellular network is down. And that being so naive and stupid, I-, I had no idea. I just assumed that there was a problem with cell service, that maybe it was down for Well, that's an hour. not naive and stupid, Maria. It happens all the time. I mean, it's New Jersey. I lose service uh, half a mile from my house, uh, the same spot every time. No service for about... 200 yards on the road. So so what happened then? What was the, what, so what did you find I, out? I was told to, I went to Cricket. They put a new SIM card in. They said, your SIM card is probably bad. So they just replaced it. So when I got home, I, I went online. I, t- I had to call Amazon. They told me that there was a charge for a SIM kit. It was mailed to Florida. So, like, the juices started flowing, like, what's going on? So I tried to sign into my bank account. I wasn't able to sign in because they had already hacked my account, changed wow. all my passwords, and I, you know, I wasn't getting text alerts. I wasn't getting anything, so they were able to get into everything, accessing my online banking. They drained my accounts. They hacked my emails. Oh my god! So all said and done, yes, I went back. I, I went back to Cricket on Sunday. I told them what happened, and I needed a new secure pin. I gave the agent that was standing there. It was just me in the store and him. I I handed him a PIN number. I told him to change it. He went into the tablet. He changed it. And he said, you're all set. Yesterday, the same exact thing happened to me again. And they were able to take control of my phone. I lost the cell service again. I went to Cricket. I was there for three hours. Three hours with them. They told me that the same thing happened. Somebody called pretending to be me. I don't even know how they got the new PIN number. Like, this is where my 
this is where I'm freaking out because it was just me and him in the store. It wasn't written down anywhere. I don't know how they got my pin, but am I the only one that has never heard of cricket? What 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 is cricket? Cricket wireless. They're like part of AT and T. What sounds to me like that might be the problem, right? Like yes. I yes. mean, cricket, I, I am, am I just, the only, I, I don't know. I've never heard of cricket. Maybe I just am not paying attention. Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be part of AT&T and the, the fraudster was able to change. He, he, once again, he changed my pin and my security question. So while I was at the store yesterday. I mean, Maria, have you thought anyway. about just dropping cricket yes. and starting again? I, I That's course. my advice to you. I, I am. I, I mean, I have. I'm waiting for a new phone. But in the meantime, like, I was on the phone. I mean, I was at the store yesterday for three hours. So, But, but more importantly, me. have you talked to the bank about getting your money back? Like, I, you, Yes, I've already been at the bank. I've already called my credit cards. I've, okay, I've all right. So have you. Credit bureaus. Because I'm looking on this Cricket Wireless. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never heard of them, but now I'm on their website. Um, no annual contract, no credit check, no hidden fees, no stress. <laughs> Maybe a little stress. And and um, I, I just, I don't know. It, it, it seems like it's just a discount store. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. I mean, I, I had service with them for years, and I never had a problem. I never even heard of this kind of theft that they can transfer a yeah. SIM card so easily. Like... I just want, I want everybody to hear, like, if you have that service, like, if you have cricket, I, I, I'm, trying, I, I'm trying to go to the police. I went to the Ewing police, but I don't have anything. I don't have evidence right now because they couldn't even shut my phone down yesterday. I mean, that's the bigger problem. They can't shut it down because I don't have my security questions because this hackster was able to change everything, so I can't even get my phone shut down. Oh, my God. What a disaster. I want, like, uh, there, police help. No, I want legal help. There's, you do need legal help. I, I, um, would you like us to recommend somebody? Yes, I mean, okay. that's why I'm calling. All right. Because, Here, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to put you in touch with one of our attorneys. I don't know, uh, I don't know what they can do, but I, I want to get you started on a path to start asking questions and have someone hear it. Uh, who can at least guide you in the right direction. So let me put you on hold, Maria, and I'm going to put you in touch with one of our attorneys. All right. Okay? Thank you. Yes. All right. Don't, don't worry, Maria. We are, we are here for you. It's going to be okay. And if you just take stock in the fact that you've already started on this path um, with your banks, et cetera, clear all that up first, but we'll get you in touch with someone today. Okay. Uh, have you ever been scammed like that? 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. 816 is the time. Traffic on the next. Zero. 823 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia with you at 10 o'clock this morning. So it's interesting. I was thinking um, for my daughter Elizabeth's wedding coming up, it was all electronic, right? Everything is website-driven. Uh, your responses go through email. Everything was automated. And it didn't even occur to me that there could be a hack. Like, that's part of the problem. As many hacks and scams as there are, you don't even think about it. And I wonder, like, have you have you noticed the change? I mean, God, when, when Jody and I got married, I mean, now we're, we're coming up on 30 years. Um, but it was all paper. You actually had a card, you filled it out, you checked it, and you mailed it back. And that was a thing, I don't know, when did it change when it became completely electronic? What's the last wedding you went to and did it, um, did, was all of it run as an online invitation? 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. We'll start with Sue in Central Jersey. 
who's had uh, the same problem as our last caller, been hacked. How you doing, Sue? Sue, ah, maybe we've been hacked. Yeah, I've been hacked. There you are, Sue. Yeah, um, you know, you think it's your own fault, but when I went to uh, my electric company to pay my bill, they said, oh, she's had four calls this morning about people who've hacked in, and um, I had been to the police, and it's going even further. They're investigating it, but... Whether I get any money back is going to be quite another thing. And then when I went to the bank, I mean, they're all assuring me, look, it can happen to anybody. But it, I'm, I think my, my uh, computer is compromised. People trying to clear it out. Um, I'm wondering how it happened, how they got into my account. Yeah. My, and I had somebody who claimed that, well, they, they somehow um, take a picture of your account. It looked like some money was taken out. So you call the number. And then you get hacked. So this is warning to everybody, really, that don't open anything. Go on a separate line and find a phone number. And so now I'm afraid that my both my computer and my phone is hacked. Um, this, so I just got to hope that I can survive because, really, they, they take all your money and that's not going to pay your bills, you know, especially if you have a mortgage and tax. Right. Now, how have they taken money out of your account? Yes. Yes. Have you talked to the bank? Is the bank going to put it back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a new account. On Good. To talk on so, the- I mean, the only thing you can do at that point is is go old school and and don't access it through your new phone. Or just, this, this is why I've said I, I want to go back to paper. And I can't afford a new one now. Right? No, I know. Look, I, Sue, it's it's a huge problem. I, I was thinking that as we're so modern now. I was talking about it earlier with my daughter's wedding. It's all electronic. And you think about every single thing is run digitally so one flaw one thing could wipe out everything and you don't we we almost take it for granted now i think personally i think we've gone way too far you know people that i don't have uh, alexa or any of those modern um uh, listening devices in my house i just i don't trust it and you know i do everything on my phone and there is a concern that you could get hacked and actually lose real money so What's your advice? What did you do? You called the bank. They were pretty good about it, I'll bet. Oh, yeah. They're trying to help me in every way. So Uh, my advice to people is keep a paper list of all of your items so you know account numbers. You know, I still get paper bills that I don't use, but I file so that if I lost my phone, if it got hacked, I can go back through a folder and know where everything is. It's, um, it's you know, for me, it's a backup plan. Sue, I'm sorry for your troubles. Keep us posted, though, if anything uh, develops. Thank you for calling. Guys, it's 827. Uh, on the other side, uh, just a couple questions about the wedding. One, there's a bet going around the uh, studio here that uh, I will be teary-eyed and possibly cry when I give my daughter away. What's the last wedding you went to? Um, how did you... Uh, how did you handle it when you had different families coming in, divorced parents, people that don't get along? I would say the most stressful thing has probably been the seating chart. What experience have you had? 1-800-283-101.5. And who did you get to sit next to? Thankfully, I got to choose. Not really. They chose for me. Hey, 27 Eric Scott with your news next. You're the end of the rainbow. 
839 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So I'll be with you until 10 o'clock this morning. I am not here the next couple of days. My daughter Elizabeth getting married on Friday. Um, Jill, so there's a bet going around. Yeah, we all are betting. So you think there are going to be tears when I give her away? At what point? What, we, what that's the, our bets are where where you're going to where? cry. Where? Not point? even if? I don't even get an if? No, you're going to cry at some really? point. And it's going to be some dumb moment. Is it going to be in it'll, the church? Yeah, you're right. And I think you had said well, it. It'll be the menu. or. All right. So I said this to this happened the other day. (laughs) So Elizabeth is uh, like me. We're not overly emotional people. Yeah. And Eric, you can relate to that. Like there's a there's a, you know, like culturally, I I favor my Ukrainian side, not my Italian side. uh, Or my Japanese side. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe it's the the Japanese side. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so I, I told Elizabeth, I'm like, you know. I got a little choked up when I read the menu. <laughs> like, we got the menus back, and, and she's like, Dad, stop right there. You're not crying at the wedding. So she oh, does yeah, so. she's afraid she'll cry. You think that's what it is? Oh, absolutely. Oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Can yep. you imagine that, like, when will it happen? At the father-daughter dance? Is it going to happen in the church? Is it going to, I don't know. I'm not speaking at the wedding, which I'm kind of happy about. Well, then, I'm, I'm attending. I I, everybody I'm else is also. You're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> the entire guest list is happy about that. I am. I am only saying hello to the crowd. At uh, we did a instead of a rehearsal dinner, we did a reception on Thursday night. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Uh, people are coming in from overseas. I feel you know. So well, we've got to rehearse. You know, I mean, it's well exactly yeah, right. Rehearses anymore. So we're doing. There is a rehearsal. So everybody knows where to stand and where to what to say. In the you know in the uh, the mass. But uh, but we decided to do a uh, wine and cheese and local Vermont beer reception at. Uh, what? Did that make you cry? Inn. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> See, I, I don't know. No, but I looked at the invitation. I think it hit me like, wow, this is real. They're mm. they're getting married. I think that's what is when it's going to happen. Because right? I mean, look, your daughter is going to be beautiful. She's going to have a beautiful dress on. You know, it's. I'm assuming you're giving her away. Yes, right? I will be walking her down the aisle. Yeah. So I, my yeah. guess is if it doesn't happen as you start walking down the aisle, it's going to happen as you hand her off. Because that's when it, it is going to become hmm. real. All of the pomp and circumstance surrounding all of the other stuff and all the planning and all the rehearsal, it's, it's not real yeah, until it's you take her hand and place it. In so Charlie the Butcher's hand. The main <laughs> bet would be whether or not I cry. The the prop bet, the side, is when. Yeah, right. I, I got a little concerned when you said that you didn't cry at the birth of your children. No, I did. Did you, Eric? Both of my children were born under less than ideal circumstances. There were medical complications. Got it. So I was so numb to everything that was happening okay, at so that, that time. That it didn't even, I, it, it was a whirlwind. I, I, I even cut the cord. And you didn't, I mean, no. yeah, my ex, definitely, all three kids. I, I thought by the third kid, he'd be like, meh. But at some well, point, by you the, are the first cry. couple, it, it is different. I mean, when you, your first kid, it's definitely different. And uh, so, producer Kristen, um, the, the bet is overwhelming that I'm going to cry at the wedding. 100%. Come on, even I you. I don't know if you'll shed a tear. But I think you will well up. Well, I did. I got choked up when That's I, a when good I read. Point. Yeah. That's so good that point. is that now? Would that be part of the main bet? Like, like crying, welling up, 
no emotion. I mean, I don't think that you're going to be sobbing uncontrollably. Right. Good grief, I hope not. That, uh, <laughs> if you, if you do, could there please be video? There, oh, God, there will be video. There'll, there'll be an Instagram post that, that, that next minute. That'll be it. I'll be done. But I just don't have to think, retire. I mean, look, it's knowing how much you adore your daughter. I just don't know that there's a way that you're not going to become emotional at some point mm -hmm. during that ceremony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I, it, it may be, it could be when I when I toast everyone at the welcome event. I was just telling oh. them that we're not doing a rehearsal dinner. We're doing a welcome right. uh, reception. And they're allowing you to do a toast. I am allowed. I have been oh. given wow. three minutes. There's another prop. Uh, over, I, under, on the three minutes. <laughs> I'm going with the over. <laughs> another another yeah. prop bet. <laughs> and Liz is like, no speeches. And I'm like, but I, I've got to welcome everybody. I got to fight for a little bit of airtime. Yeah, you know. well, a toast is a speech. Sorry, E, but right? <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. I mean, right. I, I feel like, you know, there'll be champagne. I'll do it because I'm not, I have no role at the wedding once I give her away. That's it, which is great. That, but this is going to be one of the first events I'm at that I'm a part of that I will be able to actually relax and eat. Right. I had one job. I bring the cigars. Oh. And I remembered. I bought them. They're they're there on the table. I got to remember to get them before I leave. Well, oh, they boy. actually get in the car or not? Right. That could well, be another problem. I, I told I I told my son last night. I'm like, your job is to make sure everything on this table gets in the truck. Mm. That's <laughs> that is it. All right. So, question for you on uh, weddings. Well, first question: What are you doing this weekend? What have you got planned? Uh, is something? Uh, I know there's a lot of events coming up this weekend. You got a wedding to go to. You got something cool you're doing. Let's talk about it. And uh, second question, have you been to a wedding that you had to organize that uh, the seating was odd or did somebody get overly emotional? 1-800-283-101.5. 844, fast traffic instant weather. 854 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. So my daughter Elizabeth getting married on Friday. These cheesy songs are killing me today. I mean, killing me today. I, I am I the only one that, that songs like that? And I find these songs somewhat annoying. Listen to this, Jill. You give me that judgy look, Jill Myra. You think the same thing, right? Absolutely. Way yeah. too cheesy, right? Come on. I mean, this is. There we go. There you go. You know, I was at a wedding. Uh, yeah. A couple weeks ago, uh, was that last weekend in yeah. Boca Raton? And it's funny how the kids these days, even yeah. their wedding songs are yeah. not even like... They're not wedding. They're not even lovey-dovey <laughs> wedding songs. It was a fast song. Elizabeth like, oh. asked in the RSVP uh -huh. for song choices. She asked people. So people, so the wedding guests oh, each cool. got to pick a song. Yeah. So oh. the DJ is going to be doing that. We have a saxophonist. Like we have a whole... Yeah, it's going to be cool. That's it's going to be great. The, awesome. che the, the, the cheese that we're serving at the reception that, is going to be great. <laughs> the cheese. That's going to che make No cheesy cry. songs. It's, che it's going to be the, the imported cheese that we've got. I think we'd also need another side bet on is Bill going to do something just like some calamity of, of either your mouth or your, or your action. You're like, gonna, I'll say something. Are you going to do something? <laughs> Is Jody going to have to give you the hand signal? Well, I get the hair. She's I'll get the hair. She's like going she to go to the hair. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, I know nervous. that when I give the toast and the welcome <laughs> Thursday night, uh -huh. she's going to stand within eyesight of me. Uh, yeah, make right? sure. Right. To make yeah. sure that I don't go over. Yeah. So I think. Over yeah. under set at three because that was the limit. What is this? Is this? Oh, my God. Uh, 
how did humanity survive with like right? <laughs> All right, Joe, I'm going to get to you first on the other side. Two questions out there. One, um, so if you uh, if you gave away your daughter at a wedding, I'd love to talk to you. Did you cry? Did you not cry? Were the bets that you would and you didn't, or were the bets that you wouldn't and you did? Um, we'll see. I'll have the uh, I'll have a poll up on Monday for you. Um, the other question is, what do you have going on this weekend? I, I, I know uh, there's a big event coming up in Newark that I wanted to get to. It's on Saturday night, and uh, I'm hoping uh, we're going to hear from Demetrius, who's the organizer, after the 9 o'clock news. Just if you are interested in what's happening in Newark, there's a real revitalization movement going on. But that, and uh, you have a wedding coming up. Let's talk about it. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. 8.57 is the time. Eric Scott with the news now. Nine ten on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. So we're talking about uh, upcoming weekend plans. My daughter's getting married on Friday. I'm off the next couple of days, so I'm going to miss uh, more than a few events coming up this weekend. Uh, let's start with Joe in Jackson. Morning, Joe. How are you? Morning, Bill. How are you? I'm doing great. So they're, they're betting around this, the uh, studio whether or not I'm going to cry at my daughter's wedding. And and now there's a side bet about the over under on whether I'll keep my uh, my toast on Thursday to three minutes. Okay, uh, you kind of know my history. I was born in New York City, started in construction at the age of 17, plumber, walking the steel on the buildings going up, street fighter, got married, moved to Jersey when I was 33, had two girls. Um, my kids and my wife always said I had hair around my heart because I showed no emotions to a lot of things. Uh, even the birth of my daughter, everything. Not a tear ever came out of my eye. When she got married, walked her down the aisle, and it was a long walk. It was a cathedral uh, uh, church. No problem. Handed her off to my then future son-in-law, now my son-in-law, great guy. Walked back. I was so proud and full of joy that my family is growing. I'm happy for them. Got to the reception, though, and now I'm going to try. I broke down when I was telling Kristen the story, and I don't cry. But um, there's a song by Louis Armstrong called What a Wonderful World. I used to sing that to her as a child, yeah. as a baby. And that song is... It's about love. It's about hope. It's about faith. People, I now, when my daughter was born, then I understood why he composed that song, because it was for the birth of his niece, because he didn't have children. Ah. And it explains life in such a beautiful, colorful, unbelievable way of loving God. And she chose that song, and I didn't know it. And I got on my knees and cried. Hello. 922 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Good morning. Busy weekend coming up. My daughter's getting married on Friday. Uh, so I, I am missing uh, the events this weekend. One event in particular uh, is uh, happening in, in Newark. And it's a community gathering led by a friend of ours, Demetrius Ellie, who is a dedicated advocate. This is a guy, passionate educator, committed leader to, uh, he, he started an organization called the uh, Daraja of Love, which focuses on making a positive impact on individuals, families. He works with folks in East Orange and Newark and Irvington. Uh, he is one of the great thought leaders um, in the, our community. And uh, he joins me now. Demetrius, how are you doing? 
Bill, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. And let me say congratulations on this weekend's nuptials. Thank you. Thank you, Demetrius. I will pass that along. I appreciate that. Um, I, I'm disappointed I will miss Saturday's event. Tell us a little bit about it and, and tell us what your, your focus is. Because I think for too often, um, the communities in Newark, in Irvington, other places, Patterson, East Orange, have been largely ignored by politicians. You know, you get politicians that pay lip service and say, oh, we're going to fix this, we're going to clean up crime, we're going to get jobs, and then nothing happens. And now, you know, I know as an educator, it's got to really be painful to see these results that we've seen over the past year where five out of six kids in Newark can't read at grade level. I mean, all of this stuff, it, right. it's, it's painful, it's not right. It's a true civil rights crisis. Definitely. And, you know, what we're trying to do is we are having a mixer so that we can invite all uh, conservatives to what we are opening up, which is called the Newark Republican Club. Um, as you mentioned, Irvington, East Orange, uh, Newark and surrounding areas, there's lots of conservative people there, right? It's a very diverse community. And they don't have a place to meet. They don't have a place to get involved in politics, a place to be educated and to educate others. Um, the children are struggling uh, with reading and mathematics, but there's a law passed in Newark recently where 16 year olds will be allowed to vote. Yeah, I saw that. Um, not something that I'm all the way against, but we should be empowering these children before we put them in an opportunity yeah. that can really hurt them and the rest of the community. So, uh, one of the goals of the organization is to, you know, meet monthly like a regular uh, organized Republican club right in the city of Newark, um, open it up to the surrounding areas and to educate people on civics, right? Um, have political engagement and discussions around conservative issues such as education and medical freedoms that really affect our community. Uh, Really looking forward to it, and I wish you could be in attendance, but I know you have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> well, let's let's say this, Demetrius. I would love to come to the next one. Are you going to make this a monthly event? Yes, we're going to be hosting it monthly. Um, this one is just a mixer. You see, we have all of these different people who are conservatives, but they don't know each other. So it's a beautiful thing. I love it to be able to bring them together and say, "Hey." You have support. You have a conservative family. It's one of the things that I was blessed to experience with Blexit and Turning Point USA. Mm -hmm. For a long time, there was no conservative out, uh, outpost for a person such as myself where I could commune and have conversation and discourse. But now we have that. So I just want to spread that same energy throughout the city I love that it. I care about in the surrounding area. So I, I'm going to share this on Twitter. It's uh, it's the gathering. It's a meet and greet mixer of Essex County Newark Republicans Saturday, February 10th, 6:30 to 8:30 at 59 Market Street in Newark. So, yes, what are you on Twitter? Is your organization on Twitter? Yes, um, we are on Twitter. The or my organization is on Twitter. The Newark Republican Club is on Facebook. Um, and I'm also on Facebook and my organization. Demetrius, are we connected by text? Yes, we are. 
We are. Can you text me those handles so I can tweet this uh, flyer out today before I get out? Because I'm leaving it at 1030, like right after the show. I want to make sure I, I post this on social media uh, to help uh, let people know where they can be on Saturday. And then if you wouldn't mind, text me the next upcoming events, and I will make it a point to be there. I'd love to, to uh, be a regular part of that and help promote it and help you in this mission. Truly appreciate you, man. Thank you, Demetrius. All the best to you and your wife, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. Yes, sir. Likewise, say so have a great weekend. And again, congratulations. It was a blessing. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it very much. That is Demetrius Ellie from Deraja of Love uh, launching the Newark Republican Club. Who knew? Yes, there are Republicans in Newark. Actually, this is a guy that's going to give a voice to people that have not had a political voice in many, many decades. Yes, Newark. You have a choice. You don't just have to follow the lead of what is expected with the media narrative. There are opportunities. The opportunity is now. And I'll be joining you soon. Hopefully, you'll be able to make it out to this event on Saturday. 928. Eric Scott with your news next. Nine thirty-seven on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. I'll be with you until 10 o'clock this morning, and then I'm off for the next couple of days. My daughter Elizabeth getting married on Friday. So, Joe Myra, you, um, you've you gone beyond the expectation that uh, there'll be tears at the wedding. You think that I will probably do something that warrants a story that I'll have to share. Yeah, I think so. You'll have a story. I, if I, I, don't, think, you, I don't know or... that it will involve me necessarily. I, I really have a pretty easy role. My prediction is that it'll be something that Jody prevents. So I'm sure there's handlers. They have handlers uh, ready. I would, yeah, (laughs) probably. I'm concerned that you do have too much time. Idle hands, as they say. You know, I was thinking that. It's funny you say that. So we we made a call yesterday. Um, There was a discussion about some relatives who could be pre-gaming. Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> because there's some time from so so the the wedding is at three at the church. Mm-hmm. The reception starts at six. Now there's a cocktail hour at four thirty, okay. but there's some time. So we'll do our pictures in between. So I think that with an open bar at the reception, there could mm-hmm. be some pre gaming that you know who know I, I don't know. Now we've arranged yeah. cars, so nobody's going to drive because you can't find Uber in Vermont. Mm-hmm. There's oh. no yeah. But um, Jody and I were like, we will post-game. Post-game? Post-game. Okay. So once dinner is done, the dancing is done, then we'll relax. Oh, I, I anticipate so- ending up out by the fire pit with a cigar and a bourbon. That's my, that should be my end of night. That should be, that's a wonderful. Right? And that's, yeah, that's how I'm going to top it off with, with uh, friends that are there. But I, yeah, I don't know. There'll, there'll be something. Are you going to make, make somebody mad? You now, know, why you? would you think I would make someone mad? <laughs> I, I, why? Because I talk about politics and religion everywhere I go. <laughs> what do you, you What do you mean by that? No, I, I don't know. I think it will be. It's a good crowd. It's small. Like we, we, like when you're fewer than a hundred people, that's a, that's a nice. Everybody there selected. Y- yes, everybody there wants to be there, and you mm. want them there. That's a, which I think is tough. The seating chart's still challenging. That was Elizabeth's big stress. Absolutely. Do you remember that from oh, your wedding? I remember some of that. Were stuff. you in charge of that? But I also had um, a small wedding, too. I mean, I, I there was maybe 70 people there, 65, 70. But, but th- there were people you wanted. 
Yes. Who you got you you got to interact with everybody. How about you, Joe? Was mm-hmm. it a big one? I was at Eric's wedding, yeah, Joe actually. Was at my wedding. And no guess who, kidding. Guess who was very emotional at Eric's wedding? Who? Eric. Wow. Yes, you were. Really? Oh, Eric, oh, you've been called maybe, out. Yeah, but I don't think it was because of the wedding. It was because my dad had passed, and I was dealing with that. My mom was there. So yeah. Was, yeah, sometimes right. it'll be something. Were you emotional at your wedding? You'll, oh, sorry, my phone. Is that your phone ringing? Yeah. Is that your ringtone? What is that? Is that Siri? What is going on? Is that a ringtone? It's a moment. I have no idea. <laughs> you just had a senior moment right on the yeah. air. No, I was not emotional. I don't. I think a bride is ever emotional at her wedding. No, I don't know. Was producer no. Kristen emotional? I, we got there. She's no, nodding she's, her head, but I'll saying, ask her to come in. No, come uh, her wedding was was something else. Yeah, I mean, producer Kristen, you were like the last party before the world shut down. Yeah, I was. Right, yeah. January twenty twenty. Uh, First week in January. If right? we got married, we were January third. Third, yeah. okay. January third, twenty twenty. If we planned the wedding. Post pandemic, yeah. it wouldn't have been as big. Well, and that's I wouldn't have put on a party like that. <laughs> this is our this is is Elizabeth's third attempt. Like this has mm-hmm. been a challenge for for two years. So here we are. Yeah, we made it. But you had a I mean, it was spectacular. It was a Thank party. You. you guys had a grand entrance, like it was a Hollywood wedding. It was, it was actually awesome. it was a Jersey wedding. It, <laughs> it, was, it very, was. It was a very Jersey. There wedding. was fire and, and and steak, and there was, was all there kinds was of fire, stuff. Right? Yeah, yes, there was fire. Someone. Uh, so we got we got married at the Venetian. In, what a uh, great what a great venue that is. Yeah, it's, it's, have you been there? Eric? The, the Venetian yeah, is it's, it's, spectacular but that is the trend now, though, isn't it? I mean, because you guys planned and staged that out. All the weddings that I've been to. In the last couple of years, it's all been about the entrance. Everybody mm-hmm. has to make an entrance. And yes. the DJ's in on it, and there's music, and there's, you know, I mean, it's just, it's like a whole, it's a whole big thing. It's yeah. not like you turn around and go, congratulations, welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Now it's a whole, I mean, that's, it's choreographed. It is. It's true. All of our, all of our uh, bridesmaids and groomsmen had their own little thing as they were introduced. Jody texted me back. I, I said, you think she's going to cry. Uh, or you, you think she won't cry. Correct, yeah. She's like, uh, I'm going to cry at both. She's Aww. totally right. You're right about Michael's wedding. Yeah, she'll she'll sure. cry. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. At her definitely. son's wedding, definitely. Yeah. Dads don't. I, I don't know, though. D- has every dad cried at, at the wedding? I don't know. I don't, my dad didn't. He got emotional. That's what yeah. I think's going to happen to you. My dad yeah. didn't I'll cry. be emotional. I think so. Your voice it's, will crack a little bit when you're talking or doing something like that. And it'll just be, you, right? you know, and then you'll yeah. do the manly thing. You'll choke it down and keep going on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Suppress those emotions. Right. Suppress Shove those them em- deep down. <laughs> I'm German uh, and I'm a Scorpio. Emotions are not allowed. That's it. Yeah, right. I, it must be. Uh, I, I remember when uh, when um, Dennis Malloy challenged my being Italian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Elizabeth was here and flying back, I'm like, I'll see you when I see you. But that is how we interact. We don't have an overly emotional interaction. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. What if neither of us cry? Did you cry at your wedding? No, I didn't. I cried when my kids were born. Did but you? I did, yeah. Well, I was giving birth. There was a lot going on. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was more of a, a pain cry than, a, than an emotional. No, out- my, so my husband, though, only cried when my son was born, not when our really? daughter was born. Yeah. Wow, do you, do you bring that up every once of in a while? Of course, I, I was did gonna yesterday, say. actually said, what, you love <laughs> him more? Guy. Can you imagine, Eric, right? Oh, He's going to be tortured for that for yeah. the rest oh, of his yeah. life. And you know what? That'll be a story told at her wedding. That, yes. yes, it will. Yes, it will. All right, uh, your wedding story is coming up. You got a wedding this weekend? I, I am very excited. I What I'm going to do is there will be video. 
I will post what I can on Monday, but I'm going to ask the poll and give you an opportunity to weigh in on Monday when I'm back, and then I'll release the uh, what really happened on Tuesday. Plus, I will be joined on Tuesday, so just make the mental note for next week. Um, one of the attorneys, my friend Ron Baruti, who's involved in this mask case, this issue that the Trenton court um, decided it was not uh, a, a First Amendment issue, this is going to make its way to the Supreme Court. Eventually, common sense will prevail. Uh, I talked to uh, Ron this morning, and I asked him to join me next week on Tuesday to shed some light on a lot of the misinformation that's being reported out there as to where this case stands, the rights that you have under our Constitution to absolutely refuse to wear a mask the next time this nonsense comes around. Guys, they are trying to come at us at our rights at every single angle. We've got to be tough. I will continue to be your super spreader of truth and bring in the experts like Congressman Chris Smith, Congressman Jeff Van Drew, and some of the lawyers involved, my friend Dana Weaver, uh, also one of the champions of liberty in this state, and Ron Baruti next week. Okay, uh, I'll wrap it up after Fast Traffic Instant Weather next. 953 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Guys, got to get out of here. I want to thank everybody for all the nice uh, words and kind words and well wishes. Yes, I'm very excited. Uh, Elizabeth, my daughter, and Charlie the Butcher tying the knot on Friday. We'll be uh, in Vermont for uh, the wedding. It's going to be a great time, and uh, I will report back on Monday. Lots to come next week. There's a lot going on. I will uh, next week be posting all the information about uh, my friend Congressman Chris Smith and his battle with the World Health Organization and some of these very, very dangerous um, uh, ideas that are coming from the WHO. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we're getting ready for our trip to the southern border. Talk to you about this illegal immigration crisis. And uh, and I'll, I'll uh, be talking about some of the common sense and practical solutions that we need for New Jersey when I get back. Plus, Ron Baruti, the attorney in the mask case, is going to shed some light on what's happening in the pathway to the Supreme Court to protect your rights. Guys, have an absolutely outstanding rest of your week. Eric Scott will be in for me tomorrow with producer Kristen uh, at the helm. And uh, I want you to have a great week and an awesome weekend. I will see you on Monday. This one for the mother of the bride. In the misty morning fog with all our hearts that thumping in you, my brown eyed girl. Brown-eyed girl And you 
just to sing. Sha la 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 Just like that. Sha la 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 Check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.